November 2018, I sat in front of an interview panel competing for a job as an administrative assistant. It paid $14 an hour and required a degree. (laughs) With sweaty palms, a racing heart, and the knowledge that I was just one of many interviewing, I wondered, how could I stand out to be picked? After several interviews, I struggled to stand out from the herd, but I knew I knew I was a powerful asset to have and they just couldn't see it. I'm teachable, determined, and scrappy when I need to be, but I couldn't help them see that. One call to a friend changed everything when she said, why don't you work for clients online instead of in person? Something shifted in me and I started researching becoming a virtual assistant. I read articles, paid for courses to teach me how to launch and asked questions to others in the industry. And I learned this shit sounded stagnant. Sure, they were virtual, but they were still embodying the corporate rigidity and mindset. And if I was going to do this, I was going to do it in an entirely different way. So I put on my blinders and launched a business without using any of the lessons, feedback, and guides I had in front of me. And within two weeks, I was fully built. Within one year, I was earning double the income I would have if I'd accepted a job offer from any of those interview panels. And then I started teaching others to do the same. Hi, I'm Lorelai Taylor. This podcast is where we candidly share our journeys. Mine as an initiator to an entirely different kind of virtual assistant business and Marcel's as an integrator who took my lessons and did it in her own way too. You get both of our perspectives in an unscripted, free-spirited, and joyful approach to launching, running, and up-leveling your own VA business. Let's go to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Marcel and I have been sitting here talking about like, what are the best questions to ask during a meeting to really help our clients feel supported and like they're not alone in this gig. As a VA, our job is not just to take on tasks and do the doing of things. It's also to be like a business bestie with them to help bounce ideas off, come up with creative ideas sometimes simplify the big ideas <laughs> yes oh, simplify 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 that's all I yeah. say <laughs> absolutely and when how can we make this easier always as entrepreneurs it's easy to be like well they're doing this and they're doing that and like I should do all the things and it's like pause <laughs> yeah that's what I that's what I like I like to just go okay good for them but you know we don't want to be them. We want to be ourselves. So let's do our own thing. And playing off of others' ideas, I think is great too. It's helpful, For but sure. not to the point that you're going to kill yourself and and do yeah. all the things and then have burnout. So yeah, burnout. I've also noticed when first working with a client that has not had a VA before, they're so excited to finally not be doing this alone that it's like, we can do this and we can do this and we can do this. There's like all this backlog of ideas that they just couldn't get off the ground by themselves. And now they are having this like honeymoon period of like, oh my gosh, I have support. The sky's the limit. And and that can be a tricky season because as you're adjusting to a new client, you're finding a tempo together. And when when they have a backlog of a lot of big ideas, this simplify part, <laughs> it can be so helpful. It can. Mm-hmm. But especially when you're new, that is, you're right, that is really tricky because you don't really want to say, slow down, no. It, 
so you're right. That is definitely a balance of let's keep that energy. I absolutely am here to be able to expand and help you, but we have to be mindful of, of how much we're doing it once. And yeah, lots of note-taking. Lots of note-taking. So that you can go back and refer to these ideas. Cause I guarantee you majority of those are fantastic ideas. It's just, we can't implement everything at once. So taking those notes right away and, and feeding off of that energy and saying, okay, we're going to revisit this note in a couple months or, or what have you. It's nice to go back to. Yeah. I also like having an idea bank somewhere. Like if you use Trello, we love using Trello. There's also like Asana, Monday, all kinds of project management platforms, but having an idea bank of things that have been mentioned in the past or as they're coming up, maybe the energy is not great to go right now, but things that get added to the idea bank, sometimes they become perfect for later and sometimes they lose their like sugar rush feeling after a little bit of sitting there. And then the entrepreneur will be like, no, actually, I don't think that's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just a shared note in what's it called? Apple, a shared Apple note where you can just plug it in at any time and then they can see, oh, hey, something got added to the idea bank. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I love, I love shared notes. I probably have like 500 on my computer. (laughs) I don't think I use them quite as much as you do, but I do have them for everything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're going to go through some of our favorite questions to ask during a meeting. And we'll also include um, a link for where you can just grab it. So you don't have to get a pen and write all these down. We're just going to kind of free flow through some thoughts to give you an idea of how to make your meetings even more potent through question asking. So as Marcel mentioned, our pro tip is to take notes, absolutely take notes. And, and that doesn't matter how you want to take notes. If you want to handwrite, if you want to, you know, use the notes app or whatever, I have dry erase boards slathered all over my wall that I take notes on too. But the cool thing is, is when you're taking notes, you are less likely to go back later and say, what did you say? And how does, was that supposed to go or whatever? We want to limit the amount of questions that our entrepreneurs have to respond to, especially multiple times. If they've already answered it, it is our job to retain that information. If you are meeting with your clients on something like Zoom or whatever you can record for yourself, I know myself, I won't go back and listen to the recording, but maybe you will. (laughs) So that's an option. If you prefer that, I prefer really great note-taking. Yeah. I take notes on a notepad. That's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mine changes kind of per season. Oh, we also will make sure to include in the show notes. We have a great meeting notes, like principle. We have for our, for our students in the next level VA, we have an entire planner with daily planner, weekly planners, check-in, school setting, like the the whole thing, but we've included our meeting notes principle. So we'll include that for you guys in the show notes. So make sure you check those out. One last thing before we get into the questions, we are obsessed with meetings. (laughs) (laughs) 
we suggest having meetings with your clients or with your VA every single week. And the reason is, is because it really keeps the foot on the gas pedal moving forward. When you start going to bi-weekly or monthly meetings, that indicates a, a, a lull in business. That is it definitely like sometimes that happens over the summer when there's vacations happening or if during certain seasons where certain businesses may be slow. But as a business that is in a growth phase, absolutely weekly meetings are a must. I don't I don't see another way around it. It it builds connection between the VA and the entrepreneur. It builds momentum for the trajectory of the business and the excitement of it all. I literally cannot see a way where it's not helpful to have a weekly meeting. Yeah. I agree. And I've, I've been guilty myself of not having weekly meetings with a couple of my clients. And you can definitely tell the difference. There is a huge difference in hours worked and relationship building and excitement and creativity. I mean, it's all missing when I'm not having those meetings. So yes, sometimes you can't because you know, X, Y, and Z, who knows, but if it should not be a consistent, no meeting thing, it should absolutely try your hardest to, to regularly have them. Absolutely. Sometimes clients don't understand the point of it. Initially, if they haven't had a VA, it might take some explaining, but especially in the beginning, as you're getting your sea legs, I've seen where entrepreneurs and VAs aren't having weekly meetings to start and it'll fizzle apart and the relationship never really had a chance to get sticky. Yeah. So from the get go, I would even include it in your contract. If I were you, it doesn't have to be a long yeah. meeting. It can be 15 minutes. Just reconnect, figure out what's up. What's the plan? See you next week. I do love a quick meeting and, you know, writing down what you have, what you need for the week. I mean, it, it really is nice sometimes to just be like, all right, 15 minutes in and out. We're done. Yeah. We're now always like, move on to all these tasks. This is great. <laughs> Yeah, so it doesn't have to absorb half a morning or anything. And I think that's one of the entrepreneur's biggest fears is, oh my gosh, we're gonna have an hour long meeting. Well, no, we don't have to have an hour long meeting. It, mm-hmm. it You know, we can fit it into the the cracks of the day. Especially when you start out with a list of questions that you already have planned. So if you know that there's like holes in a task or or any clarity needing or whatever to start off with those. So here are some of our favorite questions to ask the client during a meeting. So these are the questions a VA will ask. Number one is what is your end goal or vision for this task? Sometimes we're not sure where this task is going to really complement their business. And so if there's a lack of clarity there, asking that could help you be able to brainstorm all the little bits and pieces with it. Now, say someone says like, hey, I'd like you to create opt-in so that people can like give me their email address. And you say like, what is the goal for this? And they're like, well, I actually want to drive people to my podcast. That changes what you want to do with this opt-in to get that final vision to happen. So asking clarifying questions for the end goal could be really helpful. Another is, are there any details that would be helpful for me in getting this completed for you? 
sometimes when an entrepreneur passes off a task, they're so used to doing it themselves that they forget that you're not used to doing it. (laughs) Yeah. And the simple little things that you're not thinking anything of, it's just so routine, are not there for us. So, yeah. It trips their mind into thinking just a smidge deeper on it, which is really helpful. Is there anything that still feels unclear that we can brainstorm together? That invitation will help them understand that as a VA, you are there to help them shoulder some of this figuring outing. Some entrepreneurs really love the brainstorming component of having a VA, and some of them aren't used to it yet. So inviting them to brainstorm with you, I think is a crucial first step because we are actually obsessed with brainstorming. We think that it's one of the differentiators between a doer VA and like a business best friend VA. Yeah. Another is, what's another way we can use this resource? I love reusing content. So if if something that's made, say they do like an IGTV and they want help getting an IGTV going, you could say, okay, but what if we record it? What if we put it on YouTube? Or what if we build it into a program as a bonus? Things like this. I love the ability to have your entrepreneur do one thing one time, and then it gets duplicated in lots of areas. And so more things are just happening while they're off. And who wouldn't love that kind of support? Yeah. And then you're not having to recreate the wheel constantly. And it's it's a time saver, a money saver. Mm-hmm. And it just feels good to to know that your your one action just ripple effects into other things so mm-hmm. easily. So yeah, I think that's a great one. And it goes really great into the next one. Do we have any resources that can be used instead? So like sometimes... We have clients that have huge libraries full of content that they've already created and they are still thinking, I need to create more, I need to create more, I need to create more. And sometimes they can take a knee and we can just look through the vault of content that has already there and use it again. Or maybe if it's something new, take the other content and tweak it to new. That would be helpful, like for a checklist or something that's delivered like that. How can we tweak it so that it's fresh and new, but it's not like a full on start from scratch task? Yeah. And then next we have questions to ask yourself just to start out. The one that we were just talking about where we said, do we have any resources already that can be used instead? This one can be a little tricky because you really want to ask yourself this first, especially if you've been working with this client for a while, you should have a really good idea of what they already have in their, I don't know, the stuff they've already created in the past. So asking yourself that before you ask your client is also probably a good idea because then you're not also trying to overwhelm them. And and I think it adds a layer of, connection because you're remembering the things that they've got and they've done so that you're pulling that. And I think it's just nice to add. And I am all about reusing content. And so, yeah, if you, I would ask yourself that question first before asking your entrepreneur, but either way, the question should definitely be asked. And when you're asking your entrepreneur, maybe you're newer and you don't know what's in their vault of uh, 
goodies that they've already done. So it's it's a great question to ask them too, if you're not sure. What's a way to simplify this? We said it, I think, what, five times already on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we might like it. Yeah, but as a virtual assistant, that's a lot of times our job is to come in and simplify things. So during your meeting, if if you're feeling any bit of like, whoa, there's a lot being said, what's going on? What am I supposed to be doing with this? That's a good clue that you need to say, okay, how can we simplify this? What can I come up with to say, you know, let's make this easier? Um, yeah, especially when, if as a VA, you feel a little bit cloudy on what's happening, when you send it to market, when you send it out to the humans, if you're feeling cloudy, they might feel cloudy with it too. So this is a great way to be like, all right, this is a little bit complicated. How can we simplify it so that when we send it to them, they can quickly and easily understand what's happening? I think simplifying helps the entrepreneur, helps the VA, and helps the end user anyway. Yeah, I agree. Playing off of that, the next question is, what's another way we can use this resource? Um, so duplicating content across multiple offers and platforms. We've kind of already talked about that, but it, again, it's just a great way to repurpose content. Uh, okay. Next question to ask yourself is, do I need any more clarity to understand the request? Getting clear on what the task is or what the need is or what the ask is is important. If you're in that meeting and you're about to be done and you're really not sure what you're supposed to do next, you need to continue that meeting until you have a clear clear understanding. Because otherwise, all you're going to do is you're going to get off that meeting and you're going to sit there and stare at your screen and be like, crap, I have to go back to that, that entrepreneur and, and ask more questions. Mm -hmm. It's okay to do that sometimes. But if that's a consistent thing, that's not okay. That means you're not asking the right questions and you're not taking advantage of the meeting like you should be. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard for entrepreneurs, like when they pass off a request, they pass off a task and they move on in their brain to something else. It's hard yeah. for them to backtrack and go back into this other zone to help answer questions. So it's best while their brain is already in the in the zone of that task to ask whatever you need. Of course, of course, come back with questions if needed to get the job done. But like Marcel said, like if that becomes a consistent thing that's done, that creates an imbalance with the entrepreneur where they feel like they need to handhold a little bit. And we want to make sure we're preventing that. Where our job is to make their lives easier, not make them have to hold their hand along the way. Yeah. And then lastly, did I take great notes? So I don't need to ask many follow-up questions. Tying that right back into the question above. If you're getting clarity, your notes should reflect that. So write as quickly and as clearly as you can so that you understand what you need to do when you get off that meeting. And I use great shorthand during meetings. <laughs> no, is shorthand a thing that people still learn? Maybe we need to like focus on that for one of these. Oh, that's a good idea. Sometimes, I mean, I'm guilty, man. Sometimes I take my notes and they were like, wow, what? 
the heck did I even write? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I have no idea. It was like too short. I don't know. <laughs> also, sometimes I'm like, my brain is great. I'm going to remember that. Don't be like me, guys. Don't be like me. <laughs> Uh, it's like sometimes I'm not going to remember or I'll go back and be like yep they totally said that and I forgot and that's when I'm like all right now I need to get better at my note taking again so (laughs) I say that in jest because most of the time I'm really great at taking notes and every once in a while I'm like I've got it no just just do yourself a favor and take more notes than you think you need (laughs) yeah it's true. I do tend to go with waves too. Mm-hmm. Every so often it's like, oh yeah, I got that. I don't need to write that down. I'll remember that. That's important. And then the like 10 things have now been said that are important. And my brain goes, yeah, you're not remembering one of those. <laughs> so yeah, don't do that. Write it down. Do better than us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope this episode has helped you gain some clarity for your meetings and great questions to ask your your client and great questions to ask yourself so that you can really give your entrepreneur the next level VA experience. And on that note, if you'd like to learn how to launch your own virtual assistant business, we have the next level VA information is in the show notes to see how you can enroll and get your business off the ground and clients supported super fast. Make sure you follow the show to get notified when new episodes drop. And if you're ready to learn more about launching your own virtual assistant business, check the show notes for info on how you can launch quickly and easily with your VA lab. We're so glad you're here.